my name is Dan Rudy, uh, Associate Athletic Director at the University of New Haven, uh, where I've been for the last, uh, this is my seventh year, I believe. I am the uh, Northeast Region College Division at-large representative. Pleasure to have you on this episode of Executive Session, Dan. What drove your interest to serve on the COSADA Board of Directors? Probably a lot of us in this profession, we've all had those times in, in our career where we've questioned whether this is really uh, you know, what we want to do and is this the long-term job for us? Uh, you know, we all know it's tough and the hours are long and our families take a, take a toll as much as we do in this uh, profession. So I think during some of those times where I kind of questioned, you know, is this right or should I be looking at something else? Uh, there were people within the COSIDA organization and within some of the positions I had that uh, really made a difference uh, for me and, and made me want to keep going, made me want to continue on in this profession and made me want to keep teaching uh, younger students uh, and graduate assistants uh, what it is we do and, and why I'm so passionate about it. So I think, you know, having those individuals help me understand is uh, why I wanted to be able to give back uh, and, you know, make sure that our profession is strong for the future and probably long after I'm, uh, I'm part of it. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, what are you most thankful for in this industry? I mean, first of all, how many people really get to say that their job every day is to work in collegiate athletics? Um, and that's probably uh, one of the most thankful things I can say. I didn't end up competing in college. I was a swimmer in high school. And when I got to college, the swim team, the men's swim team at my school, uh, Central Connecticut at the time, felt like it was the Polish national team. That's how good they were. Uh, a lot of students that had come from Poland. And uh, so I knew there was no way I was going to compete. Um, so the opportunity to work in uh, collegiate athletics presented itself for me. And um, you know, I think it became something I absolutely loved. I was originally a poli-sci major, uh, so didn't really know anything about this at the time. And um, so I think being thankful that I could continue to do something that I learned to love in college and uh, continue to love every day in and out has been huge for me. That's great. Um, what, what do you feel passionate about in life? Um, I would say it has to be family. Um, I have a wonderful wife and a now eight-year-old daughter as of a week ago, uh, and their support through all of my career. Um, I, I met my wife uh, prior to getting into this profession, and so she's been with me ever since. Um, and you know, her support and open willingness to stand by me through all of it uh, and deal with the weekends where I'm not there, or the holidays where I might be on the road. Um, that's the most important thing to me. And, and I think the passion 
for that is to watch my daughter grow up and uh, become the best person she can be. Um, hopefully I can have a little part in, in that for her. I think we can, we can all say something about how um, important our family has been in our careers. What's something that's on your bucket list? Biggest thing for me is probably travel. Um, I've had the opportunity through working in sports information for all these years to travel to some great places, places I probably wouldn't have been. Uh, I had, you know, as a freshman in college, I had the opportunity to go to Florida with the baseball team. And that's kind of what, uh, what convinced me that this is probably a good way to go when you're spending your spring break as a, as a freshman in college with a baseball team in Florida for a week and a half. Um, so I think that kind of, uh, triggered my, my traveling, uh, bug for the rest of my life. Um, I actually traveled twice to Italy when I was in high school. So maybe it started back then. And I think that would be something on my bucket list to get back there and, uh, show my family the you know, places that I went when I had a chance to go over there, but traveling in general, I would love to go to Australia. Alaska would be a, a dream trip for me. Um, you know, I, I've talked to my wife a couple of times now and said at some point, uh, you know, before our daughter goes away and doesn't want to be around us that much that I would love to do a cross country trip with her. And you know, as corny as it sounds, let's rent an RV and, drive and check out all the places across the country and make sure she gets to see uh, some of those great areas as well. You know, places like Yellowstone. Um, we've been to the Grand Canyon before, but obviously showing her that, um, you know, giving her that experience and why not be able to do it while you're crammed in a small little RV for two weeks straight. And then what's something that COSADA membership doesn't know that makes board membership rewarding? Um, I would say maybe the one thing that surprised me a little bit is the diversity of the board, um, having individuals from all the different uh, levels that, that you can think of um, and from outside of the United States uh, in our Canadian SID friends and being able to learn from all those individuals. Um, you know, it's not just about sitting in, in these meetings and on these calls and um, hashing things out. It's also about learning from each other and what works for everybody uh, across the different, uh, across the different levels that we have. Um, you know, it, we have so many different levels between all the NCAA divisions, the NAIA, uh, the Canadian SID groups, um, our two-year friends, and uh, seeing that how much of what we all do is the same, but also different at the same time, uh, and learning how everyone adapts uh, within them. Moving back to the industry, what's What's your biggest challenge as it relates to the profession now and in the future? Um, I'd probably have to say the continual change. Uh, and you probably have heard that a few times now, but um, just the change in the 20 or so years that I've been doing this is drastic. And it only makes me wonder what's coming in the next 10, 15 and 20 years. 
Um, and that's probably the biggest challenge because we don't know what that change is going to be and we can't plan ahead for it. And that's, you know, up to this point, that's been the challenge. You know, social media wasn't a thing when I first started and um, I kind of was the, uh, you know, the one that was against getting highly involved in social media when it first started. And, uh, you know, I was obviously wrong on that one uh, and should have jumped on it uh, right away. So I think if we knew what social media was going to become ahead of time and how it could all, it could help all of us um, promote our teams, promote our athletes, uh, promote our schools, then we probably all would have jumped on right away and, and done everything we can, we could to be prepared for when it blew up like it did. Uh, but knowing what's coming next, um, you know, Video has become such a big piece. Uh, graphics have become such a big piece. You know, those weren't things that were around uh, years ago. Uh, we were creating media guides on a on a blue line uh, layout, and uh, you know, we were we weren't working in programs like Adobe. Um, so I think that's probably the biggest challenge up to now, and I think it's the challenge going forward because we just don't know what's coming next. Could be another different type of social media uh, out there. It could be uh, some other sort of uh, handheld electronic piece. Uh, you know, it, at one point it was everybody had to have a, a camera that wasn't part of their phone that was about the same size as your phone. Uh, now everything's done on your phone. You know, what's the next piece of electronics that we're all going to be carrying around uh, to, that we can use to, to do our jobs better and give people what they want. Building off of that change that this industry has been adjusting to over the past 10 years, if you could change one thing about working in an athletic communication office, what would it be? I'd probably say staffing. You know, we all say that. We all say that we need more staffing. We don't have enough. Um, but if I could change one thing and, and having, um, you know, making sure that there's, a dozen people that work in athletic communications office, because that's really what we all need. Uh, in order to do this the right way, we need a lot of people, a lot of hands on deck. Um, you know, having one, two, three people shops that uh, are relying on uh, students to, to be able to do more. Uh, it's, it's hard. It's tough. The students are constantly rolling over and you're continually teaching and, and, um, so I think staffing and, and being able to have more uh, consistent staff across the board. We've, you know, we've seen a lot of turnover in the past few years, too, and uh, we've lost a lot of great people uh, from the profession. But hopefully they all stick around and stay friends with uh, everybody, you know, work games, whatever it may be. Um, but I think cultivating the, the younger generation is, is what we all need to be doing from here on out because that's, that's what we need. We need more young staff uh, that are passionate about it and, and want to take it to the next level. I think we can all agree that there's fewer people to do more tasks now and it's pushing a lot of people away from the industry. But can you tell me something that few people know about you? As I mentioned earlier, I have a daughter. I don't have a son, uh, but I've been involved in scouting since I was uh, I guess I would have been eight at the time, and I still am. Um, so a 42-year-old guy that goes and spends his summers at a Boy Scout summer camp might seem a little strange, 
uh, to a lot of people, but um, it's another chance for me to give back to the younger generation, uh, to a program that gave so much to me when I was a kid. Um, I grew up in an uh, inner city, uh, so being having the opportunity to get out of the city all summer long uh, was important to me, and being able to continue to do that uh, and uh, for other for younger uh, scouts has been fantastic. And um, so, for the past, uh, this would be. 29 summers, uh, I've had the opportunity to work at a summer camp, um, and uh, it just, you know, it's rewarding to be able to see uh, youth grow and explore and learn new things, and um, walking around a grocery store every once in a while and somebody recognizes you, it brings you back to why it's important. And lastly, how would your best friend describe you in four words or less? Oh, boy. Um, well, I hope they would say passionate, uh, dedicated. Uh, gee, I don't know if I can come up with two more. I probably have a lot to describe myself, but then again, some of those probably can't be publicized. <laughs> um No, I mean, I, I would probably go back to those two. I mean, you know, because they can be expanded on so far. I, I hope that people understand or would describe me as someone who really loves what they do and uh, passionate about collegiate athletics, this profession, um, whatever school I may be at at the time, um, my alma mater, whatever it might be. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for joining me for this episode of Executive Session. Oh, thanks for having me.